This is Dr. Ward Bond's Life-Changing Wellness. Life-Changing Wellness. Here's Dr. Ward Bond. Well, I'm Dr. Ward Bond, and I welcome you to Life-Changing Wellness, episode number 94. This episode of Life-Changing Wellness is brought to you by Wakanaga of America, the makers of Kyolic Aged Garlic Extract, quality supplements that are backed by science for heart health, immune support, and more. I have personally taken their fine products for more than 25 years, and you should too. So check them out at kyolic.com or find them at your favorite natural health store. Well, now before we begin, please head over to iTunes after the interview with my guest today, rate and review the show for me, and I thank you ahead of time for making our show great. And I encourage you to look up my show page on RadioMD.com slash Dr. Bond. Well, my great guest today is Sherry Torkus, a pharmacist, author, and health enthusiast with a passion for prevention. Torkus graduated with honors from the Philadelphia College of Pharmacy and Science in 1992, and since that time, she has been practicing holistic pharmacy in the Niagara region of Ontario, and her philosophy of practice is to integrate conventional and natural therapies to optimize health and prevent disease. Torkus has won several National Pharmacy Awards for providing excellence in patient care. And as a leading health expert, she has delivered hundreds of lectures to medical professionals and the public. Torkus is frequently interviewed by radio and TV talk show uh, hosts throughout North America and abroad on different health matters. And she has authored 18 books and booklets, including the Canadian Encyclopedia of Natural Medicine, Saving Women's Hearts, and the Glycemic Index Made Simple. Well, today's program is all about Eat, Move, Chill, the best and worst belly habits that can make or break your health status. So welcome back to the show, Sherry. Hi there, Dr. Bond. Thanks for having me. Yeah, well, I understand that you're going to share with us three healthy belly habits to have and five belly busters to break. And I think during this whole a worldwide global crisis. I think we have time to to gain three healthy habits and break five bad ones. Yeah, we certainly do. And and the three habits that I'm actually going to be sharing with your listeners today are, are three belly habits that will not only benefit your gut and your digestive system, but also your immune health because the two are very closely related what um, we do in terms of our nutritional choices, our lifestyle impacts our digestive health. And when we look at our immune system, a lot of people think of their immune system as their, you know, lymphatic system, the the respiratory system, but they don't realize that most of our immune system is actually in the gut. In fact, 70% of your immune system is in your gut. So the things that I'm going to be sharing with your listeners today are habits that will benefit immune health as well, and I know that's top of mind for a lot of people. Yeah, absolutely. I know that so many people, I mean, you're probably getting a ton of questions like I have, you know, what can I do to improve my immune system? And and like, And you just brought it up. A lot of people do not understand the correlation between gut health and our immune health. So definitely the foods that we eat will have a big impact on a on our immune system if it's going to help us or hurt us. So how important is our gut health to our overall health? 
Well, gut health is is really crucial for overall health, and and it goes far beyond even just digestion and immune health. If if your digestive system isn't working properly, if your your gut is is, um, what we call out of whack, if you have dysbiosis, which is a condition where you have gas and bloating and an upset in the balance of good versus bad bacteria, the medical term we use is dysbiosis, that can actually impact your physical energy, your emotional well-being, you can get headaches, you can have fatigue. So a lot of different um, aspects of our health are actually governed by what's going on in the gut. So the gut is really kind of the gateway to good health if you want to think of it that way. Well, what are the good and bad what are the good and bad bacteria that are in the gut? Do we need both? And then uh, do they actually work together? Yeah, so our our bodies are home to trillions of bacteria. And when we think of the word bacteria, we often associate it with bad bacteria, infection, disease. But there are a lot of beneficial bacteria that are in our bodies that are that play a really important role in helping to support health. And the beneficial bacteria, we call this your microbiome, you have, again, trillions of different bacteria, and they help to aid digestion. They help to strengthen your barrier or defenses against infection. In fact, as I mentioned earlier, 70% of your immune system is in your gut. Um, And these beneficial bacteria, they can form a barrier. They can help to, to basically improve your gut health barrier to block harmful bacteria from getting into your system. There's also, in, um, they help to modulate inflammation and different immune responses. So your gut health is really, really important. And um, again, when we think of the good versus the bad bacteria, you're not going to be able to have a sterile digestive system and free of bad bacteria. There are bacteria like E. coli, which you know causes a lot of food poisoning type things. We have low levels of that in our system, and, and the idea is really to try to suppress and keep the bad bacteria at bay while you do strategies and incorporate strategies into your lifestyle that can help to promote and support the beneficial bacteria. Well, then, what would you say is a good balance between the good and bad bacteria? You know, most people think, well, I want nothing but good bacteria, but there's actually, there's a balance there. I've heard anywhere from 85% good to 15% bad because, you know, our body takes bad bacteria and can build up a resistance to certain ones. Yeah, exactly. And um, with bacteria and also even with viruses, um, when we're exposed, our body can help to build resistance. And I, I don't know if I can give an actual percentage, but what I can say is that a, one way to tell if you have too much of the bad bacteria would be to look at your general health. If you have problems with gas or bloating, indigestion, bad breath, headaches, upset stomach, that could be a sign that you have this condition called dysbiosis, which again is an imbalance in the bad versus the good bacteria. So while there's no specific test that's going to tell you what your percentage of good versus bad bacteria are, you can kind of look at how you feel, how your energy levels are, how your digestive system is working, and that could be an indicator. And the strategies that I'm going to be going through today in terms of foods to eat, things to do from a a movement perspective and why chilling out and de-stressing is important. These are things that will benefit your overall health, your gut, and your immune system. So what are the three ways that we can encourage healthy belly habits into our daily routine? 
Yes, yeah, so that my, my first tip is to try and eat a, a variety of foods in your diet rather than focusing on your favorite foods. And we all have favorite foods, and certain people are picky and have foods that they like and ones that they avoid. But if you can make your food, your, di- your diet as diverse as possible, that's going to benefit you because there have been studies to show that when you're uh, consuming a, div- a diverse range of foods, that can actually have a positive fact- effect on your gut flora, your gut profile, in-, in a short period of time, and we're talking days. So eating a rainbow diet, lots of colorful fruits and vegetables, Fish is a great source of omega-3s and quality protein and healthy fats. So that's something to include, nuts and seeds, beans, legumes. And um, those are the kinds of foods that you want to focus on including in your diet. And then there are specific foods that we hear about uh, because they contain some probiotics. And I would include those as well if, you know, you like yogurt or kefir, kimchi, miso, tempeh, sauerkraut, kombucha, those are fermented foods that do provide some of the beneficial bacteria, so you want to include those in your diet, and also some prebiotic foods. And your prebiotic foods, these are foods that have fibers and phytonutrients that help to feed the probiotic bacteria. And I can give you some specific examples, because I think a lot of people know probiotic foods, but they may not be as familiar with the prebiotic foods. So think of adding apples and bananas, asparagus, uh, flaxseed, garlic, oats, nuts, legumes. Those are foods that will help to feed those beneficial bacteria in your, in your gut. Well, I would have never thought that the banana would show up as a prebiotic food. You know, I'm really good on the apples and the others, but I'm not a banana person, but I would have never thought that a banana would be considered a prebiotic food. So I learned something today. Well, and the other good thing with bananas are they're a rich source of, of soluble fiber and potassium. And so they're, you know, a great um, breakfast food to have on your cereal or your yogurt. I mean, sometimes at our house we'll do yogurt with banana slices. We sprinkle some flaxseed or chia seed, which chia seed and flaxseed also giving you some of these prebiotic nutrients. And then you can sprinkle some cinnamon, and that's a nutritious, healthful uh, breakfast to start your day. Oh, I love that. Now, what about for a lot of people that uh, they are picky eaters, maybe they don't like these probiotic or prebiotic foods, um, are there any supplements that are an equal replacement and what kind would you recommend? Yes, supplements are are definitely a good idea when it comes to probiotics because even if you eat yogurt or drink kefir, which is a, a probiotic fermented drink, it's hard to know how much beneficial bacteria you're actually getting. Uh, sometimes there are issues with uh, how these items are stored. The refrigeration process can affect the stability of these foods. So to get the consistent benefits of the beneficial bacteria, that's where I would recommend a good probiotic supplement. So a couple of things to look for when it comes to probiotic supplements you want to look for a um, product that has clinical research and, and clinically researched strains. And the one, uh, one of the top recommended probiotics um, would be Chiodophilus, which is by Wakanaga. Their probiotics are clinically researched. They contain a trio of friendly bacteria. They're actually known as the friendly trio. And these are specific strains that have been widely researched, published research showing benefits for gut health, 
for digestive health, helping with allergies, reducing inflammation. So they have some really good science behind their probiotics. The other thing I really like about them is that they have a range of different formulas. So my son, he takes the Chiodophilus Kids. It's a chewable, again, has that friendly trio of bacteria. It's stable at room temperature, so you don't have to put it in the fridge. And he likes it. It's, it's an easy supplement for him to take. I take their one-a-day formula, and then they have other formulas, too, with enzymes or for 50-plus, and they have another combination formula that it combines the probiotics with the cranberry, and that's great for women, say, that get um, urinary tract infections and they're looking for something to have a protective effect. Um, that's a good combo. So, yeah, the Chiodophilus probiotics, they are my top recommended supplement for a number of reasons. Um, and that is a good one to check out. It's it's widely available too. You can find that at health food stores and pharmacies, and and they're reasonably priced. You know, I yeah, get a lot yeah. of questions, uh, you know, on probiotics. And I'll just give your listeners um, sure. a website where I serve as an advisor. It's probiotics dot com, because I know that this whole category of probiotics. People have a lot of questions about, you know, do I need one? How do I take it? Benefits, side effects, um, what to look for in a formula. So if you check out probiotics.com, you can actually fill out um, a questionnaire and it can guide you to determining which probiotic would be best suited to your needs. And then there's also a lot of other great information on that website. Yeah, I love that. And uh, and I love uh, the Chiodophilus. It is a fantastic uh, probiotic, and I, I actually take that one every day. I, I, I love everything that Kyolic makes. Uh, let me ask you this, because um, this has become a national craze. Is intermittent fasting just for dieters, and how can that actually help our gut health? Yeah, so intermittent fasting, it is really interesting. Um, that has become popular as a dieting strategy for weight loss, and people have found, and, and science and researchers have found benefits in terms of weight loss, but also helping with improving things like glycemic control. And there has also been some studies to suggest that intermittent fasting can also benefit your gut by increasing the diversity of the gut bacteria, so different types of beneficial bacteria in your gut. And it also helps with reducing inflammation. So what I would suggest to people that are maybe interested in intermittent fasting, if you're currently a grazer and you eat your meals spaced out throughout the day, three square meals, maybe a couple snacks, bedtime snacks included, try to, to um, compress the time that you're actually eating your meals. So maybe start an hour later in the morning, maybe have your dinner a little bit earlier, try to go without the evening snacks so that you have a good period of time, whether it's, say, 14, 16 hours a day, where you're fasting, and you'll find not only is that going to help with your gut health, but if you're trying to lose a few pounds, which, you know, a lot of people are concerned about, you know, weight and, you know, slimming down, that may be a good strategy to uh, get some benefits in that regard, too. Yeah, I know. I've heard a lot of the jokes lately because of the whole uh, global crisis going on that uh, people who are staying at home, they're thinking, when this is all over, I'm either going to be 50 pounds lighter or I'm going to be 100 pounds heavier. So... <laughs> So I think yeah. a lot of people out there need to make the right choices on what they eat. But the great thing is, is everybody has plenty of time to really change their habits. And one of those is uh, overall gut health and intermittent fasting. Uh, I find it easy to do. I usually try to uh, 
uh, end mine around 7 p.m. And then I don't eat again until noon the next day. And that's just almost a normal routine for me. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a great uh, way to, to go about it. I have a, a colleague that I've worked with in the pharmacy, and um, he's been doing it now for a couple of months, and he just commented on how I could tell he had been following this because he'd lost a fair bit of weight, but his energy levels, and even um, he had a, an inflammatory skin condition, and that's improved as well. So you know, I think there are a lot of benefits to be had with intermittent fasting. And again, if you look at it as a gradual transition rather than just trying to drastically change your schedule, make some incremental changes. And, and now is a really good time for people that you know aren't able to get outside um, and get their exercise. We'll talk about some strategies to stay fit indoors, but if you can also watch your caloric intake, making sure those calories count that you're eating the most nutrient-dense foods, the fruits, vegetables, always eating food as close to its natural form as possible, that's always going to be best, foregoing the processed, refined, uh, convenience-type foods, and although it's hard, staying away from those comfort foods like the baked goods, the high-sugar foods, um, they're full of calories, sugar, which is, is not going to help the situation. Yeah, no, I understand that one of the the three uh, tips that you have is that exercise is something that we need to do. How does exercise affect our gut bacteria? Yeah, so exercise, we all know, is, is great for overall health, our physical, our, our mental well-being. Um, but there's been some interesting studies showing that regular, consistent exercise can also have a positive effect on your gut bacteria. And, and they've done studies in both athletes um, and um, endurance athletes and also people that are just getting moderate um, types of ac activities um, showing that it can help to improve the diversity of your gut flora and also the numbers of the beneficial bacteria. Um, there have been several studies that I could point to, but, but one in particular um, that looked at a group of um, women and uh, they looked at a group of physically active women and non-active women, and they found that even low to moderate exercise can be beneficial. And I think that's an important message because often, you know, when we hear about exercise, people think, oh, I've got to, you know, get a trainer and it's going to cost a lot. It's going to be, you know, intense exercise. But, you know, simply doing exercises in your house, going up and down the stairs, um, doing your, using your own body weight as resistance, whether it's lunges, squats, push-ups, sit-ups. Um, if you can do some high impact, you know, burpees or jumping jacks or marching on the spot, stuff like that, any type of activity Get your, get your heart rate going, increase blood flow. It's going to benefit your mental well-being this time of, you know, when we're going through this tough time and also going to be good for your gut health and your digestion. So, you know, you want to try and build this into your routine just like anything else that is important to you. So if you carve out whether it's 20, 30 minutes a day to get your activity in, you're going to feel better and it's going to benefit your health. Well, then how does uh, stress and sleep affect the gut and are there any type of chill techniques we actually or that you would actually recommend for us? Yeah, so uh, just like a lot of um, other things, when it comes to stress, you know, we know that stress is bad in terms of affecting our mental state. It causes depression, anxiety, it affects your sleep at night. Turns out that stress is also um, can compromise your microbiome. It can have a negative effect on um, blood flow to the gut. It can affect your insulin sensitivity. Um, it can alter your gut bacteria. So it's really important to have 
things that you can do to help dissipate the stress. And, and it could be whatever works for you. There's really not just one strategy, but some things that I often recommend are deep breathing exercises, stretching, yoga, meditation, which is fantastic. And now there's just so many apps that you can have access to where there's guided meditation because meditating is a tough thing for people that don't know how to do it. Even myself (laughs) with a busy mind, I really have to work on on the meditation, but you you feel so much better afterwards. So uh, meditating and, and doing these things to help promote relaxation are really important. And also trying to stay away from things that are upsetting and disturbing closer to bedtime because Stress and its consequence, which is lack of sleep, they're both hard on our digestive system. They both have a negative effect on the gut microflora. So if you can do relaxing things in the evening, having a cup of chamomile tea, a bath, you know, reading a relaxing book, try to stay away from the news perhaps right now, especially where it's, it's very distressing. And also stay away from your electronic devices, the things that have those blue lights that are, um, can affect our brain chemistry and our ability to relax. So do relaxing things in the evening, carve out at least seven, eight hours of time for sleep at night, and that's going to improve your digestive health, support your immune health, and also make you feel better overall. Well, then let me ask you this real quick. When it comes to the probiotics, and uh, especially on the, the supplement side, do you recommend taking them in the morning or maybe at bedtime? Well, I would say uh, it depends on what your morning routine is. If, if you have coffee in the morning, I wouldn't take them in the morning with coffee. I would take them more towards the end of the day. Consistency is really important. So, you know, everybody has to look at what works best in their schedule, but I would suggest taking it maybe with your evening meal. You could take it before bed. That's another good idea. Um, but I wouldn't take it along with, say, alcohol or caffeine. Okay. So whatever now works what- best in your routine. I love that. I love that. Now, what are these five belly busters that we should break? Yeah, so there are five things, and, and this is, these are things that can affect, have a negative effect on your microbiome, your gut flora. So these are five things to stay away from. The first is alcohol. Um, alcohol has been associated with dysbiosis, and again, that's that imbalance in the good versus the bad bacteria, so try to stay away from that, and also smoking cigarettes. Um, we know that cigarette smoking impacts our cardiovascular system, our lungs, and we need healthy lungs right now more than ever. So if you're a smoker, try to find ways to quit now more, now more than ever. This is really important. Um, also, from a pharmaceutical perspective, antibiotics and antacids, they both have a negative impact on gut flora. The antibiotics, just taking one course of antibiotics can really throw a wrench in your digestive system, upsetting the balance of the good bacteria for many months, if not years afterwards. So if you are taking an antibiotic or have to take one, it's really important to supplement with a probiotic and to take it during and after that prescription's finished because the antibiotics, they kill not only the bad bacteria, but also the good bacteria. So you want to make sure you're replenishing that. And then the last thing is sugar. And I mentioned earlier, of course, the dangers of sugar is consuming a lot of sugar contributes to weight gain, obesity, diabetes, insulin, blood sugar imbalances, but it can also affect our gut flora. Um, So we want to try and minimize and avoid sugar as much as possible. Yeah, uh, those are definitely the five that are dangerous. And, you know, at the same time, uh, you know, we need to encourage, and I know you do this all the time, encourage people to eat real food. 
and to be mindful of that. And I think it's more important important now. It's funny because when um, I don't know where, you know, when this whole virus thing broke out uh, and everybody I know everybody where I live rushed to the uh, the grocery stores. But what was so odd, the very department that they skipped over was the produce department and which stunned me. And I mean, I can go into the produce department now and there's enough food there to get whatever you want, but it's the rest of the shelves in the store that are basically half empty. And um, I think now people need to learn during this time that we can change our eating habits. We can change our gut health and start practicing things that are going to benefit us after this whole thing is over. Is there any other additional, yeah, is there any additional advice that you have for people that, uh, you know, they're quarantined at home. They maybe they're under stay-at-home uh, orders in their in their state. Is there something else that you want to add to those things? Yeah, I would add um, the same observation as well. I noticed that here too, the grocery stores, uh, the produce was there, the fresh food. It was a lot of the um, the frozen quick meals that had been. I mean, if you're in a pinch, my advice is that that's always the last resort. There are some healthier frozen entrees you can find uh, that have better ingredients, less salt, less chemical additives. You have to shop wisely and read your ingredients. But I'm a strong advocate for eating fresh food as much as possible. Frozen, when it comes to vegetables, frozen would be a second option or canned. Um, you know, it's, it's really what you have access to. But, you know, think of food as your fuel, um, as providing your body with vital nutrients. And to have your immune system functioning optimally, there are certain nutrients our body needs, vitamin C, zinc, selenium. Um, those are among some of the most important nutrients that uh, you really can't get if you're eating a lot of processed foods. So um, I would also encourage people, you know, if possible, take a, a good multivitamin supplement, maybe a little extra vitamin C and D with all this going on, and, you know, take some steps to uh, to keep themselves in, in uh, the best shape they can. Getting enough sleep at night, exercise, being diligent about your supplements, everything together um, makes a difference. Well, you know, Sherry, I am so thankful that you were on the show today uh, giving us uh, a wealth of information, um, especially during this time. But at the same time, all of the advice, ladies and gentlemen, that Sherry has given us uh, is for lifelong, long-term overall good health. So follow this advice. And Sherry, where can everybody else, all of my listeners, where can they learn more about you? Yeah, so you can check out my website, sherrytorkus.com. It's S-H-E-R-R-Y-T-O-R-K-O-S, sherrytorkus.com. And also, for more information on probiotics, gut health, immune health, if you have questions about probiotics, go to probiotics.com. I serve as an expert advisor there, and so you can ask questions and find out lots of great information. Well, thank you so much again for coming back on to Life Changing Wellness and uh, just spending time with us and educating all of my listeners. So I appreciate that so much. So ladies and gentlemen, again, go check out sherrytorkus.com and again, uh, probiotics.com as well. I'm going to go to that website as well to, to even learn more. So ladies and gentlemen, remember to catch every episode of Life Changing Wellness. Just hit subscribe on iTunes or on my show page at Radio 
radiomd.com slash Dr. Bond. And if I can ask you a favor, please take 30 seconds, rate the show on iTunes. I can tell you one thing, this is a fantastic interview that you need to share with your friends. And thank you for doing that for me as we want to bring you the best show possible. And now you can download our show on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and other streaming services. So just look up Dr. Bond's life-changing wellness. If you want to learn more about me, again, go to drwardbond.com. So thank you for listening to Life-Changing Wellness and visit my sponsor, kyalic.com. And remember, something spectacular happens when you treat your body right. Have a blessed day, everyone.